look at that, we're back! Yay! Whoa! So last week we were off, unfortunately, because John may have screwed up the mics by a mistake. We had some audio, audio issues. Audio issues, so there's cool. nothing I could do to fix it, unfortunately. So yeah. welcome back! We are the Couch of Randomness Podcast. This is episode number nine. I am your host, John, and on the couch, as always... I'm Rose. So what are we going to talk about? Uh, we're going to talk about some female-driven movies. Yes, it needs to happen. So, I'm so excited. Uh, along with movies, Monster Hunter is coming out. They're making it into a movie. Okay? Sure. I don't know. Why not? I mean, yeah, absolutely. Uh, there are some mini consoles that are coming out. I'm kind of excited I'm about those. really, really excited yeah. by the mini consoles. I think they're absolutely great. And then, you know what? Over the past week, Nintendo announced their online service for the Switch. So but, let's dive into that a yeah, little bit. Yeah, let's see what we like and don't like and what we kind of hope for it. Yeah. All right. Well, sit down on this couch and uh, let's have some fun. So who doesn't love Benedict Cumberbatch? Oh, I definitely love I mean, Benedict we, we, Cumberbatch. I love Benedict Cumberbatch. He's <laughs> a fine actor. He's Sherlock, which actually, that's one of my favorite things. We still haven't yeah. finished Sir Sherlock. Season four. I thought we did. No. Oh, okay. No, no. Season four is on Netflix. We haven't watched it yet, and that. Whatever, whatever. So I especially love the short little video of him online where he does "I'm a little teapot." Yes, I love that one. Yes, that was <laughs> amazing. And of course, John loves his name because he uses it as a warm up. Benedict Cumberbatch. Benedict and Cumberbatch. So Benedict Cumberbatch <laughs> has done something really cool. I mean, we thought he was a cool guy. Absolutely. But this made him a stand-up. Let's look to him as a... Mentor. Mentor. There we go. That's the word like, I was looking for. He's a good leader. Good leader. What 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 did Mr. Cumberbatch do? Uh, he decided that he will only take on a new project if his female co-stars receive equal pay. That is amazing. I love it so much. And he's also part of a production company, and it's only him and one other guy, and then everybody else is female, which he loves and he's fighting for. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. It's one of those like, it's it's so quiet in a weird way. Like, oh yeah, Benedict mm. Cumberbatch. Like, oh, he wants to help us produce this movie, and that's pretty much what <laughs> investors are looking at. But behind the scenes with him. It's all females. Yeah. And that's awesome. And he actually says, like, this is a quote from him. I'm proud that friend and business partner Adam and I are the only men in our production company. Our next project is a female story with a female lens about motherhood in a time of environmental disaster. If it's centered around my name to get investors, then we can use that attention for a raft for female projects. Half of the audience is female. And in terms of diversity, Black Panther is now the third most successful film of all time. Yep. Of all time. Of all time. And Black Panther has some kick-ass women in it. Yes. Yes. Seriously. Yes, it does. And we'd be all in for the women of Black Panther, and so would Miss uh, Coogler. He even said that, too. Like, he, if God, oh, Ryan, give, Ryan Mr. Coogler. Mr. Coogler. Yes. Yeah, the director of Black Panther. He even <laughs> said, like, if he got the opportunity to. Yeah, he'd, he'd be all in on making the women because, of Black Panther because Okoye actually does have some spinoff comics. Yeah, which I, I love that. But I mean, just coming back to Benedict Cumberbatch, that's that's amazing. I love that. It's because that's the kind of thing that it's going to take. Yes, it's not going it, to. It, I actually agree with you. Like all these the rallies and everything that that's great. I, I'm yes. not going to say anything. It wrong. Need, we need it. It has its place. But the little things here and there. Exactly. Where, okay, yeah, it's Benedict Cumberbatch. It's not a little thing, but <laughs> it's kind of a weird behind the scenes if someone that is well-respected and I loved almost yeah. Yeah, does this in that way where it's not. like it's I, not Apparently just, this has been going on for a while for him, it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, it, it's not just the women who are saying, no, I need to be paid more. We actually it, it I mean, need, just we need allies. We, yeah, allies for women to do that. And I love that Benedict Cumberbatch go just, yeah, we're, we're going to do that. Yeah. It only makes sense to him that co-stars get equal pay. Him using his platform and his name to yeah. promote. I, I'm actually excited about this movie that like the female lens. Yeah, the, will, with his production I company. I will 100% say I, I enjoy, depending on the director, I enjoy female <laughs> directors more 
than male. But it's just a different, like a different lens I mean, it's how so, they look. It's so different depending on the director. And I'll, I'll like the close-ups of women directors and how they do it and how they know how to frame a shot to get the right emotion. Yeah, absolutely amazing. That I, I really don't believe men know how to do properly. Coogler gets once close. in a while. Coogler yeah, gets some, close. And some guys do a good job. Every now and then Spielberg does, but. I, I really think female directors but do like, it a lot better. Zero Dark Thirty would not have had the emotional impact no. that it did with a male director. No, I don't. That's my personal opinion. I, I actually. That is my personal opinion. I 100% agree. And with. Um, oh, I just blanked out her name. Who directed Zero Dark Thirty? Um, Catherine Bigelow. Yeah, Bigelow. That's correct. I'm actually upset we haven't got to see Dr- Detroit yet. That was a, that's a movie. It oh, came crap. out so quietly. And I was like, all right, Catherine Bigelow, about the riots of Detroit, we're going to get some Oscar buzz out of this one. And I was excited. And then it just kind of fizzled away. Yeah. It had John Boyega in it. And we just haven't had the time to to actually watch it. But I I love her as a director. Yeah. So I'm with Benedict Cumberbatch on this one where it's like, I'm there. It's my name. And you know what you're going to get. But you have to take this stuff, too, which needs to be the norm, which needs to be shown that it's. That's what needs to happen is yeah. female led things. I'm all in on like for us too. if we ever get big. Yeah. I, just three guys are going to be in the business concept and everyone else. And I'm, we've I'm, already got three girls lined up. Yeah, so, so, you know, past that, I, it's whatever we'll figure needs it to out. happen. But I, I love that. I think that's absolutely the right way to go. Yeah. 100%. And speaking of women. Yes. Um. So Shuri from Black Panther. The little sister, the very first scene that she's in when they're welcoming T'Challa back to Wakanda, uh, she has this shirt on and it's like, it's hard to describe, but it's kind of like a circle that's bisected with one line and it's got three short lines on top and three short lines on the bottom. Um, That's my best description that I yeah, can that, I mean, that's, that's the best way to look, because <laughs> I'm looking at it too, I'm like, yeah, that's actually pretty spot yeah. on the best way to describe it. So... It's really cool because uh, that's actually a symbol in Adinkra, and it means purpose. That's awesome. And uh, apparently the exact symbol appears to be the Wawa motif, and it literally means the seed of a Wawa tree. I have not looked up what a Wawa tree looks like, but apparently the it's a symbol of hardness, toughness, and perseverance. That's fantastic. So I love that they have that hidden that hidden symbol from the very first time that we see her. Yes. Like, we don't even know how important she is to Wakanda just yet. No, we don't. It just, and on that, that's right there. Just something simple, a nice little nod of Shuri is more important than you, than you know, right at this moment. You'll yeah. find out like 20 minutes later how important she is yeah. in the movie. But it's just the little nods toward women or just in general yeah. in movies like, Hey, guess what? If you know what this is, you know what's coming, but probably not going to know what it is. Yeah. And then you're going to get an article you're going. Not, you're oh, not going to know about the Wawa seed. The, the Wawa seed. Highly doubtful. <laughs> but if you do, hey, cool. Good, good yeah. on you. That, that's fantastic. I love that. Yeah. Something else I'm actually quite excited for. So mm-hmm. we know Captain Marvel is coming. Yay. What is it? Is it February next uh, year? March. March of 2019. Early March of next year. Well, Kevin Feige has actually gone on the record and said, Miss Marvel is in plans right now. And this we, is the new Miss Marvel. The new Miss Marvel. This, this is, is not Carol Danvers, Miss Marvel. This is, oh, God help me. I, I don't want to butcher your name, so Rose. Kamala Khan, Kam- I believe. Kamala Khan. The, I guess, I guess the, the, right, the Arabic Miss Marvel. Like, Pakistan-American. Pakist- Pakistan-American, is that how? Yes. Okay. I'm she is a, Pakistani-American. Okay, I'm just reading what Kevin Fahey put. Please don't be mad at me. I know, what it's, he said. it's further in the article. Okay. And I, I love that... She is a Muslim hero. I love that she's yeah. a teenager. I love that Carol Danvers mentors her, and they kind of they should set that up too because I would love a. I don't know if it should happen, but I would love kind of how we have Ant Ant Man and the Wasp coming out in a couple months. Yeah, a team up movie would team, be really team up fine. movie with those two where that's kind of how you introduce Miss Marvel. Like, have a little stinger at the end of Captain Marvel. I'm I'm kind of with uh, the article actually that we read from ComicBook.com. Uh-huh. Uh, actually, has a really cool idea of a stinger uh-huh. where at the end of Miss Marvel, you just see this teenage girl that has a poster of Captain Marvel yes. on her wall. Yes, I would absolutely love that. And yeah. let's kind of like 
bleed. I, I'm cool with bleeding in a little bit because by this time, when Miss Marvel comes out, I'm going to take a wild assumption that the Fox deal will be through. Mm-hmm. And where does Rogue get her powers from? The Fly, and all that stuff. Rogue actually gets her powers from Miss Marvel. Like Rogue has her. Yeah, but this Miss Marvel came out in 2013. Yeah, but if we reboot the whole thing, like if X Men comes through. Also, Miss Marvel is not a move mutant. No, Kamala. Kamala is an inhuman. Yes. But by that time, we'll have mutants with Fox and Disney. Fox being bought by Disney, they'll get X-Men, obviously, and then they'll be able to use the term mutant. And yeah, how but- Rogue got her powers was Rogue and Miss Marvel got into a fight, and Rogue's absorbing ability actually took Miss Marvel's ability. But that's Captain... That's Captain Marvel now because Miss Marvel doesn't have the ability to fly and everything. She's more of a shapeshifter. Oh, it's not my fault that you don't read the entire article that you put in. Oh, crap. OK, so. Oh, OK. Well, gotcha. I'm just here like, random, no, okay, uh, I throw that out of the window. I'm really excited for Miss Marvel. Actually, I really, yeah. I, I really, really am excited for this one. Never read the comics. Obviously. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, I grew up in a different time for X-Men. And I can pull out the card that supports my theory Mm -hmm. where they got into. But Oh, I know. Rogue gets her powers from Miss Marvel, but Carol Danvers Miss Marvel. Okay. Not Kamala Khan. Kamala Khan is not a reboot of Miss Marvel. She takes the name Miss Marvel because she has a great deal of respect for Captain Marvel. See, look but at she you. is different. Look at you. You're uh, doing this right. Look, just because I read the whole thing, I may have skimmed um, the whole thing. <laughs> so, uh, Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel, is best known for shape shifting. So. N- uh, she can also shrink like Ant Man. She can stretch her limbs out like Mister Fantastic, and she has a healing factor like Wolverine, but less powerful than his. Um, and she can completely change her appearance. Um, but yeah, she has a different set of powers than Captain Marvel. Well, I'll be damned! Look at that. <laughs> I also love that she loves fan fiction. I saw that one. I think that's cool that she like, is she is a geek and like and- apparently the first time that she meets Wolverine, she's just like you know my fanfic for Wolverine and Storm like shipping them together oh was God. like the third biggest in whatever month, and I'm oh just there like oh I love God. it. That is that's amazing. I love her already. But yeah, that that would be cool. I'm glad. Fahey has come out and said, hey, we're planning on it. It's it. Yeah. I don't I don't want to say development because his term was we're planning it out after Captain Marvel. Yeah. So anything can change, but I'm pretty sure they're going to jump on this one. They I should. I think so. They need to. Because we still don't know what's going to happen in phase four. Yeah. I, I think we're literally but in the I'm dark. But I'm okay that we don't know. Yeah, I am too. I think we're in the dark because of Fox. A I, little bit because of Fox. And I think it's also just they want. They don't want any spoilers for Infinity War 4. Yeah, that's true. Or for Avengers 4. Avengers 4. Because they don't want us to be like, oh, well, so-and-so has another movie, so they have to survive yeah, this. Got, like, I think that that's a lot of it, too. That is a valid point. That, good good point. I, man, this is why I keep you around. <laughs> good Lord. Good Lord. I'm not on my game right now. I, it's, cool. it's cool. It's early. We're recording this on Mother's Day, and we have to go do a project for your that's, mother after that's this. That's true. We, so do. we do. We're staying busy. All right, Rose. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. Okay, so John's not excited. I am not excited. There is this new Mega Man animated series, and... Neither one of us look like the animation for this, the I, style. I want to like it, but I can't. I get don't like it. the style. I don't, I, I don't. Honestly, I don't like how it looks. So it's going to be called Mega Man Fully Charged. God. And Mega Man is not always Mega Man. No. Like he goes from being this teen robot schoolboy, like he's still a robot, and his name is Aki Light. Or Aki Light? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm with you on the Aki Light. Aki Light. And then he can, because of certain programming in his code, because he's a robot, he can turn into Mega Man. What in the hell? I don't know. I, I just, I don't like this. And I, I, will I give it the, the chance? Yes. I will. If we I, can find if it. If we yeah. can find it. Yeah, we don't have TV. 
Yeah. Uh, if we can find it, I will give it the chance to see what it's like. Because if I'm proven wrong, I'm proven wrong. And it's a great show. Has yeah. a lot of heart. But that could happen. It has I, happened before. I don't like the idea that he's a superhero. I, I In the relative term of having a secret identity, quote unquote. I know it doesn't say in the article secret identity, but he's. A, it it expresses, it, it expresses like it doesn't say secret identity, but it expresses that it's a secret identity. Yeah, it's a, a light is a regular upbeat uh, robot schoolboy. He lives with his future in the future, the futuristic world of Silicon City. It sounds like Astro Boy to me. Yeah, it really. And even the, the art style reminds me of like Astro Boy. And um, maybe that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to morph. Astro Boy with Mega Man because of the I mean, because he becomes Mega Man. I mean, and yeah, we know there's a toy. Toys are going to come out. Well, of course. I mean, I get that, and it's not geared toward thirty-one-year-old John. I get that. <laughs> no, I, I understand no. that. It, it's they it don't care that, about you. It is that weird <laughs> Disney, the new Saturday morning standard, quote unquote, of yeah. what animation looks like, and I'm just not a fan of it. I'm I'm completely fine with CG animation i love it i think it's just, it's yeah beautiful. it has its place but, but i this... love the original Mega Man cartoon where he was Mega Man. see yeah. and I, I wish i would get excited if they said anything about like rush being in here that would be kind of cool i, I don't, don't think, think they, they would have even said about anything him. about that but i mean dr wiley is not even the bad guy apparently yeah i just, I just there's I don't know. nothing for me to get excited about yeah i mean trying to balance his life as an ordinary boy and an amazing superhero. That's, that's Spider-Man. Oh, there you go. He is a superhero. He's a superhero. I just found that there right there. He, that's Spider-Man. I, I mean, yeah. that's Peter. I, and I, I'd rather, I'm more engaged with Peter than, yeah. I, am, than I am with Aki Light. Yeah. I just, I, I don't. I mean, how are you supposed to relate to a, being a robot boy? I, I maybe <laughs> only Mark Zuckerberg can relate to being a robot boy. Okay. He's the only one that I know. Mark Zuckerberg. Mark, Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> So I got to stop dropping my coffee first. Yeah, yeah, you do. I'm gonna put this on the ground. Yes. Uh, okay. Rose and I took the plunge. Which plunge? We got Monster Hunter. Yes. Generations on the 3DS because Capcom decided to announce Monster Hunter for the Switch. So after Monster Hunter being around for like ten years, we finally picked it we up finally picked this it up. week. Well, We've... we have multiple games, but this is the first one that we're actually playing. Yeah. Yeah, because well I tried Monster Hunter, what we have four Ultimate. Yeah. And I tried it and then I realized, oh no, I need the circle pad nub. Yeah, we didn't have the new three DS yet. yet. And I was like, all right, this is awful and I never played it again. And then yeah. that was about a year ago. Yeah, and then like the I got as far as like customizing my character, and I just yeah. didn't get into it. And now, now we're playing it. I actually really like it. It's I'm, a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. I'm so. almost done with the first set of tutorials. Yeah, there's a lot of tutorials. <laughs> there's right. a lot more reading in this game than I thought there would be. But why we bring this up is for for me personally, not shocking at all. Excuse no, me. not really. Monster Hunter is being made into a movie. Okay, cool. I, I'm yeah. I'm interested for us to keep on throwing video games at movies or making video game movies. And sooner or later, by the laws of statistics, one is going to hit and you're like, oh, I, that's how we make a video game movie. And I have I'm going to put place my bet on who, what movie that will be. What's your bet? Because Elimination I, with Mario. Yeah, that's actually what I was. That is say. my bet of that is the movie that's going to stick where we're like, OK, yeah, that's how we make video game movies. These live action ones, while entertaining. Just no, but Monster Hunter is being made into a movie. Yeah, and it's going to be directed by Paul W. S. Anderson, the guy who also did Resident Evil. Yes, and actually Mortal Kombat, the original one. Oh yeah. So, so his wife is going to star in it. Yeah, Mila Djokovich. I mean, no, like, Jovovich. Jo what? Jovovich. Jovovich. Oh, it is Jovovich. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> John Smith been mispronouncing her name all his life. Oh, Jovovich. Holy, Jovovich. Holy crap. Okay. Or Jovovich. Jovovich. I'm not Mila. sure. Uh, I don't know. But yeah. I, I went, Okay, this was announced. The movie was announced, I think, about a year, year and a half ago. Yeah. I just remember stumble upon it. I was like, okay, that's a cool idea. 
Oh God, Paul W. S. Anderson is directing mm-hmm. it. Uh, okay, all we're gonna do is sit on our haunches and wait for Mila to get announced that she's starring in yep. it. Yep. Not a shocker. No. Now I don't hate this idea because I actually like her as an actress. And I'm assuming that she and she's not the main protagonist. No. Because they actually talk about a guy who has a normal job. And then he finds out that he's a monster hunter, like he has the genes, and he gets transported to a magical world. It's very oh hard for me to say that with a straight face. God. This is literally going to get the Resident Evil treatment, because Paul Anderson, Paul W.S. Anderson is excited because there is, like, no plot to these games. So that means that he, he can, can do whatever plot. he wants with oh. the movie. This is why you have to start reading the article. Well, I, 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 I actually <laughs> I wanted to try it for this podcast to see my an actual reaction to this. Uh, so I was like, that's why I haven't really read any articles unless I'm like going to 100% talk about them. But this this just reminds me of um, Wanted now. Because didn't in Wanted, didn't. Um, what's his name? Uh, McAvoy. Didn't he find out he was able to do all that crap and Wanted was an assassin? Like his father was an assassin. and It was in his genes or some crap like that. I want to say I don't even remember Wanted. Oh, you really love that movie. <laughs> I sat there going, my God, this is really, really a dumb premise. But oh, my God, really? That's that's really dumb. That That's I, I'm not going to say it's you a bowl style movie, video game movie. And if you don't know what I mean, please go look up oh, that one. Siege of the King Postal. You a bowl is a, just an absolute maniac. Like he is insane. Okay. So, and he's a director that like he really works on like making video game movies. He made Aeon Flux, which was an absolute flop. <laughs> he made I want to say he made one of the House of the Dead movies, which was also flop. a flop. Yeah, like he doesn't know how to make good movies well, in general. But no. I mean, in theory, I guess we could be excited that at least uh, W. S. Anderson is at least going to make a hopefully entertaining movie. Because let's be honest, the first Resident Evil is actually fairly entertaining. We enjoy the Resident Evil movies just sitting there and watching them happen. Turn off brain, let it happen. I mean, they're they're vaguely amusing. Yes. I mean, okay. So this movie is going to start production in September. Yeah. With an approximate $60 million budget. Yeah. How big of a monster are you going to be able to get... With sixty million, I, I'm I'm legitimately asking because I I do not remember how much like Godzilla cost. Well, I mean they're filming in uh, South Africa. Oh, okay. They're filming in South Africa, um, so that way they can try and have a good landscape for it. True. Um, and yeah, uh huh. I just okay. Yeah, I don't like. I'm not overly excited. I'm not turning my nose up to it i'm a very like mutual ah. you know i'm just trying to get my mindset to where when we go see resident evil movies like i'm trying i have to approach it with that mindset of okay this will be entertaining there will be colors there will be special effects and it should have some good action yes like that's what you need to expect from this movie i, I agree and i I will say that I do expect some good action because it's Paul W.S. Anderson. And yeah. Let, let's be honest. It's I, I love Mortal Kombat. That first movie. <laughs> oh, my God. It doesn't hold up at all. No. And the soundtrack is awful, but it is amazing. <laughs> yeah. The fight choreography, the kung fu in it, the, the fight scenes are actually really well executed. Mm-hmm. So that that's something that you're right. Resident Evil's gunplay, the, the scenes, the big set yeah. pieces are actually a lot of fun. So they really are. I can see him kind of leaning into being a 3d movie as well, where it actually actually uses oh, a 3d, right? So yeah. maybe, okay. So maybe? Now, you, now you can with me from a, uh, to a, eh. yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, that's pretty about much it. My, my, eh, and for this for, movie, for a video game movie, that's pretty good. Exactly. I mean, it could be, it, it could be an absolute dumpster fire. It really, really There's could a high be. probability that it will be. <laughs> There's but, a very good chance. I mean, yeah. So Monster Hunter is put out by Capcom, the game, and and they also do Resident Evil. So I'm assuming that's part of how uh, Paul W.S. Anderson got the job. Yeah, that's a valid point. That's yeah. Oh, my God. He could get Mega Man. No. <laughs> um. So Capcom recently released their 
uh, sales figures. And it's amazing to me. Out of the top five games, two of them came out within the last year. Yes. So number number five is Resident Evil 7. Yeah, that came out about... A li- actually, it's a little over a year ago. Okay, a yeah, little over a year. Of, I want to say February or March of 2017. But, but still, the a- fact that it's outsold so many other titles. Yes. Uh, number four is Street Fighter 2. The original Street Fighter for the SNES. Only on the SNES. No re-releases, no turbos, no... Super Street Fighter. Super Street Fighter, nothing. Just Street Fighter 2 on the SNES. Yeah. Um, and then number three is Resident Evil 6. Number two is Resident Evil 5. Number one, Monster what? Hunter World. Yeah. It's it's amazing what Cap, like what Capcom actually has, the, the developer and the publisher of these games. Like, what is underneath their belt? Yeah. I, I will absolutely admit. So there are some days I, I forget. Like, yeah. you brought this article to us, and I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, remembered... They Resident have, Evil and Monster Hunter, because we're right in the thick of Resident yeah. Evil and Monster Hunter. But, but like, they've got Devil May Cry, Dead Rising, Marvel vs. Capcom, uh, Ace Attorney, Lost Planet. Like, they've got a lot of titles. Yeah, and, and I absolutely love, like, I love this, because it, it is, like, wait, Monster Hunter World is your biggest selling game? It's, that came it out hasn't in, even, like, January. Yeah, like, it hasn't even been out for that long. My God. I was talking with some people at work, like, right after it came out. So I'm just like, this was recent. Yeah. And apparently it's a good game. I wouldn't mind trying Monster Hunter World. Yeah. Just because, I mean, I the just graphical wanna... fidelity yes. between that and the, obviously, 3DS and Switch. Yeah. Because, yeah. I still want to get more used to how Monster Hunter plays exactly. before I dive into World. I, um, I, but from this list, I'm with you. It is Street Fighter 2 on the SNES I that know. blows my little mind. I'm just like, how is that still number four? And it's crazy because I'm looking at the top ten list, and it's Monster Hunter and Resident Evil all but one. And that's Street on number four, yeah. Street Fighter 4. And I'm like, oh, my God. that's Street Fighter 2? Two. two. I'm sorry, Street Fighter 2. That's really just, cool. It's insane. And, I and mean, then their best-selling franchises, like Resident Evil, of course, is number one. Uh, and there are like 123 titles. How? It, it's not exactly clear how they divide out their titles, but I'm assuming each re-release is a different title. I would, I would assume that that's how it goes. I think that that's how it is. And then like number three is Street Fighter. And yeah. they've got 86 titles. Oh, and that one I like Super Street. There's Street Fighter 2, Super Street Fighter. Super exactly. Street or Street Fighter Turbo, Super Street Fighter Turbo, Super exactly. Street Fighter Turbo re, uh, Redux or some crap like yeah. that. It, it, it kind of gets a little stupid when it comes to Capcom and their releases. So, I mean, they've got tons of titles. And then Monster Hunter is number two. Monster Hunter only has 41 titles. Yeah. But it's that big, mostly in Japan. No, that's true. It still, is a big Japan thing. It's huge in Japan. Yeah, that's how it's I number two. I forgot about that. Like, it is one of the biggest titles in Japan. Yeah. And Japan's one of the biggest sales franchises. is pretty much what pushes it to the West. Yeah. Like, that's the biggest reason it, that we finally have it in the... I mean, we've had it since the PlayStation 2. Yeah, but it, it really... Oh, okay, so... But, the, like... The country of Japan likes this, and we're, as Capcom, we're like, all right. If we had half the numbers in the other in the rest of the world... Yeah. We're probably doing pretty dang good. I mean, just considering that... We're pretty avid gamers. Yes. And we started hearing about Monster Hunter within the last two years. Yeah. And that's because we get into games. Yeah. It was just, it randomly showed up one day and we're like, oh, okay, Monster Hunter. And then like more people have heard of it now because of Monster Hunter World, obviously. Yeah. Because that's a huge game. But I feel like it's one of the lesser known in the West. Yes. I, 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 I would assume so. I mean, they're... I mean, up until you, world, you're you've got a rabid under quote unquote underground fan base for it. But yeah, yeah like the normal person probably has no idea what Monster Hunter is until world until world until world, until world, world really, really came out, opened yeah. it up a little bit for everyone else. Yeah. OK, this one is a little interesting to me. OK, so we live we, we live we're in Texas. We're uh-huh. in the Dallas area. We actually live a stone throws away. From the headquarters of GameStop. 
I love how you had to stop and think about what we were talking about. I, I had to stop and think about what we were talking about. So it was announced this week or last week that CEO of GameStop is setting setting down, stepping down, John. Come on now. <laughs> it's and like he's only been there for like five months. Uh, Michael Mollier. Mahler. Mahler, who took over in February. Oh, March, April, May, June. May, oh, three months. I'm sorry. Well, wow. Yeah. I, it, it's crazy that. I mean, he hasn't been there very long. No, because the, the former CEO regrettably passed away. And so Mahler stepped in. Mahler. Mahler. Mahler stepped in. Sorry, there's a baseball player with the same kind of spelling. And it's Ma- uh, I Never mind, forget it. <laughs> So he stepped in in February, and then he is reportedly stepping down to personal reasons. There's no actual, like, why, what personal reasons are, there's anything like that, just personal reasons. Yeah. Now, what I find interesting is that, is it because of the shifting landscape of video games? Yeah. Because, all right, let's be honest, we're all going to a digital format. Music's already there, even though we said a couple weeks ago that hard, hard, where or sales of CDs and vinyls are picking up. I think that's mostly because of vinyls, though. But I think it's mostly because of vinyls. And like you have a lot of collectors who are just like, sure, I'll take vinyls. Digital movies are more appealing, especially yeah. because they come out three weeks before the actual Blu-ray. Yeah. The I mean, hard Black copy. Panther will be out this week, but it's been out. I thought Black Panther was already out. No, it comes out this week. Oh, the, for the, the, the physical, physical the version. The physical one okay. comes out this week. The digital one's been out for the past two weeks now. I was going to say. Yeah. And so, I mean, it only makes sense that video games are shifting to that. And it, we've seen the shift. Video games have been shifting for a while. But uh, obviously it's taking a share or stake in from GameStop. Because, I mean, yeah. it, GameStop sells used games. That's what they're known for. Yeah. But what happens when we all shift to digital games? Like, Rose and I, we're digital when it comes to the Switch. Yeah, straight up digital. I literally thought about just going straight digital when it came to the 3DS as well. Yeah. I, I, I had a good, like, I could just go digital and not really worry about it. But to me, the library is so big for the DS and the 3DS yeah. that it makes a lot of sense to go ahead and switch out cartridges for me. And that's but I play more three more DS games than you do. You do. That's correct. And I just I thought about it too. Like sooner or later, I don't know when, but Nintendo will stop the 3DS and their games. It won't will, be for a couple years. It won't be for a couple years. Least. But their games will actually become cheaper. That's how we got Monster Hunter Generations because it was a yeah. game going half off. So I I was like, all right, you know, you make a lot of sense on that one. So let's just stick with the yeah. cartridges. And I I really think when it comes to this, like we will go unfortunately to a digital realm well i mean also like playstation and xbox have been pushing digital just because of playstation plus and xbox live yeah or xbox gold xbox gold Mm -hmm. uh just because you get free digital games you get free digital games and they give you a little incentive of if you're subscribed to those you can knock off some some of the price exactly you can get other digital games for cheaper i just realized too that on playstation plus if you pre-order a game they and you're a PlayStation Plus member, mm-hmm. digitally pre-order a game, you actually get a discount on it. Nice. So I think if if that's where it goes, like if and then, you, the, the prices change to give incentive yeah. to go digital, I think everyone will jump on it. I think a lot of people will because like in the past, we've been more strictly physical yes. because we would trade in a lot of things. Exactly. But since we have started being on YouTube and everything else, then we were just like, you know what? Let's go ahead and start keeping things. Yes. Uh, which brings its own issues. Uh, mostly space and uh, storage. Space and storage. Um, but yeah, like we're getting used to that. The other nice thing about um, about digital mm-hmm. is when you pre-order a game. There are a lot of games that you can pre-download. Yes. So then all of a sudden, all of these kids who don't have cars don't have to beg and plead their parents. Oh, can you please take me to this game store at midnight to pick up this game? They just have to stay up till midnight. And And then once the clock strikes midnight, it opens up, it unlocks and it's already downloaded. Like you don't have to go get the game and then bring it home and upload the day one patch and all that. Yeah, I'm with you on that. One. The other the other nice thing too is that you're taking unfortunately for GameStop and this is why they're probably going to start suffering soon 
is you're taking out the middleman. Yeah. So and- uh, just just online alone, let's just take Nintendo since that's what we're doing digital. Obviously, Nintendo takes a little bit of a cut from the eShop. Yeah. And then the rest of it just goes to the developer. Yeah, so the developers are actually getting more, more money, money I mean, because of this. Between that, you don't have to produce a physical game, which yeah. costs money. You don't have to put the game on the code on the disc, which costs money. Which I'm, ta- I know we're talking about dollars or cents on the dollar. Yeah. But when you're producing a massive amount of games, yeah, that that still adds up. Where you to come even, you have to sell so many games. So yeah. I think I understand where the digital realm is going and why it ne- it probably should go that route. Mm-hmm. It just makes me sad because we're collectors. Yeah. And we're going to sooner or later have to start like loading up on terabyte drives oh, to actually run some of these games. Because, I mean, let's be honest, there's some games that are over 100 gigs big. Yeah. So we need extra storage. We need extra storage. So we'll see how that goes. That, that'll be that'll be interesting just to see yeah. how how the shifts ha- come about. Yeah. So everyone knows by now, hopefully, that I love baseball. Yes, I, I I love baseball. I will admit I am not watching very much baseball because my team sucks. Well, also, we don't have and TV. we don't have TV, but let, let, let's talk about. The Boston Red Sox, great team, historical team. Well, Boston has a pitcher named David Price. Mm-hmm. He is making just a crap ton of money. He is a multi-million dollar pitcher. That's insane. Like I think. Someone can correct me, but I want to say he's going to make more than $200 million in his stint with the Red Sox. So he probably signed a deal for like seven, five to seven years for $200 million. Okay. So that, that's an absurd amount of money, but that's, that's how, that's the way baseball go. But what's <laughs> funny, what's funny to me is that David Price had to skip a start. For carpal tunnel syndrome. Yeah, so he was supposed to be the starting pitcher, but he had to back out of he that. Had to, he had to back out of it. Now, the reason why, though, is absolutely hilarious. And that's because it was from Fortnite. Because he played too much Fortnite, so he started getting carpal tunnel. Yes, So, uh, and he says it wasn't from Fortnite, but he's going to back off from playing Fortnite yeah. now or any kind of battle royale. So, like, the Boston Red Sox and the MLB kind of looked into his gaming habits, awkwardly mm-hmm. enough, and come to find out, he's been playing Fortnite until 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, dude, I think you're like 32, 33, you're making roughly 17 to $20 million a year to pitch in baseball. And it's not an everyday thing. No. You start every four to six days, depending on the rotation. And I do know that, I mean, it's a stress. I was a pitcher. It's a stress yeah. to actually pitch. I got that. It puts a lot of wear and tear on your body. Yes. But dude. This is your real job. You are neglecting <laughs> your real job. That makes an absurd amount of money. It is a game. It is a game you play to entertain people. <laughs> and you're making $200 million yeah. for a game that you inter- that you like. I'm not going to say because he said he's lo- he loves video games. Yeah. That you like, but you missed your job. You missed your job because of video games. Because of video games. So that's why Daniel Price, you get our face palm of the week. Bam, buddy. I hope your start next start is worth it. I Honestly, really yeah. I, I do too. He, yeah. he is actually an amazing pitcher to watch. Yeah. Oh, Rose. What? Tell tell me about this that I guess we're going to have to buy now. Okay, so there's a Star Trek game out uh called bridge crew yes and it started with just being vr apparently they have made it where it's not just vr which i did not realize before this no i i I didn't either and so i'm a little more likely to try it now um but i especially because bridge crew has new dlc and they're bringing in the next generation which is my personal favorite because that's what i grew up with yep uh so you can now have the bridge of the ncc 1701d nerd <coughs> yes yes uh you can battle the borgs and the romulans which by the way when i was oh, little Jesus. i was not afraid of the boogeyman i was afraid of romulans super nerd very much so um and you can actually they've made a couple new starfleet avatars so you could be a soong type android uh dr soong is the one who uh built 
Commander Data and his twin brother Lore. Oh my god, I cannot believe we're just just keep on going. Look, it, oh my look god. we have already established that I am actually the bigger nerd than oh you are. Like out of our group of friends, I am actually the biggest nerd. Yes, you are. Oddly enough. Uh, so I'm really excited about this because it came, it was announced on the PlayStation blog, um, but it just makes me so happy. Like the Borg actually scared the crap out of me when I was little. Um, so I'm kind of excited that now uh, we could get Bridge Crew and uh, let's see, it comes out on May 22nd. Okay. So that's when the DLC comes. So we'll, we'll try and get that before then. Uh, it's going to come out on... PlayStation VR, May 22nd. Uh, the DLC is going to come to the Vive, the Oculus Rift, and Windows Mixed Reality on July 21st. Windows Mixed Reality? That's what it says. Okay, I'm trying, I don't to, know I'm anything trying about to remember it. what that one is. I don't oh. know anything about that. Um, but yeah, I'm so excited because it started out with just being J.J. Abrams' franchise reboot, which... Okay. I liked Rose didn't. Well, no, I don't have a problem with it. It's just it doesn't speak to me as much. Gotcha. And so I'm really excited that and I think that they had access to the original bridge, the original series bridge as well. Okay. But I'm really excited that they're bringing in the next generation more. Oh, my God. I'm so excited about this. Okay, uh, so moving on from something that is near and dear to my heart, let's go to something that's near and dear to John's heart. Shovel Knights! <laughs> Woo! Okay, so a game called Blade Strangers was announced. Okay. And they've added Shovel Knight to the roster. Shovel Knight. Shovel Knight. Which I absolutely love. I, I love Shovel Knight. So it literally yeah. is, it, it's a... Let's let's put it as a Street Fighter clone with different characters from different franchises. Okay, so he's describing Blade Stranger Blade right now, not Shovel Knight. Yeah, Blade Strangers. So it's it's a 2D fighter, and it just has all sorts of different characters. Gunvolt from Azura Striker, Gunvolt, Z Isaac from The Binding of Isaac, and there's so many others. you got people from Cave Story, Code Princess EX, a lot of people from Code Princess EX. Yeah. And then, oh my god. Um, Umahira Kawaski. Oh my god, let me see. That one? Umihara Kawaske. Kawase. Kawase. There is no K. Shh. You've got to start reading. Shh. <laughs> but I just think it's cool. Like, yeah. anything Shovel Knight, I'm in on. And pretty I, I much, think it's, yeah. it's pretty cool that he's going to be a fighter. I hope that if they do this and it, it does marginally well, the uh, company will actually like release DLC and give us uh, Spectre Knight, um, King Knight, King Knight, Plague Knight, Plague Knight. There we go. I would love that. I think that's actually really yeah. cool. Something I'm excited about. Look it up. Blade Strangers. I think it'll be a lot of fun and to hold yeah. us over until Smash comes out. Yeah, I, I think that's that's pretty much what I'm looking at it as. Just yeah, because it is coming to the Switch. Yeah, it's uh, PS4, Switch, and PC. PC. Yes. So I, I'm excited. I think that'd be cool. Yeah. Something else I'm actually excited for, and uh -huh. I'm trying to figure out if I'm going to actually get it shipped to us. I don't know. Is maybe maybe not this one, but I know the SNES Classic is coming back. Nintendo has announced. The NES Classic? NES Classic. God. The SNES Classic is not that hard to find right now. Uh, but the NES Classic is supposed to be coming back this summer. And Nintendo is getting a special edition. Yes. Or Nintendo. Japan is getting a special edition. Ah, I'm rubbing off on you. You can't talk either. Shut up. <laughs> <sighs> uh, so Japan is getting a classic ed a special edition for Golden Week. I love and Golden Week. It is going to be golden. Um, and it's to celebrate the 50th anniversary of the weekly manga anthology Weekly Shonen Jump, and it's going to have a ton of anime games. So I think that's pretty cool. Uh, it's going to be roughly $80, 80 US dollars. Set up to look um, like the Famicom. Just a little, yeah, Japanese exclusive, but it is going. It is the Famicom. Well, that's why it's the Famicom. Well, yeah, I know, but you didn't say that, so I'm just making sure people know that it's the Famicom and not our toaster NES that we know. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's going to be a little different. It's going to be different, but um, I, I love this. I think this is cool. Yeah. I know nothing about any of these games, and that's no. why I'm like, man, I kind of want to get it just to see what these games are like. Right? Part of me is like, yes. Part of me is just like, but how would we understand what's going on? That's a valid point. <laughs> that is a very valid point. I, I'm so, in. I, yeah. I would like to do this, but it's one of those. I think I'd rather get another NES classic first. Yeah. So I can actually play it because we still haven't opened ours from last year. Right. That I found. So I, I would like to do that. Yeah, we're getting there. But also, we've got another mini console coming out, which is SNK. They announced mm-hmm. their little console, which actually I love the design of this bad boy. It is so cool that it's a little arcade machine. Mm-hmm. And I like that it has an HDMI out that you can actually plug up to the TV like any mini They console. have to. Oh, well, they have, have to. Have you seen how big the screen is? Yeah, it it's an absolute little. It's a three and a half inch LCD screen. So this console is called the Neo Geo Mini. I love it. I love it so much. It is so cool. Yeah, I, and then um, it's pretty cute, honestly. It look it uh, it's it's. Uh, I'm trying to figure out the best way to describe the look of it because it, it's a tabletop looking. It looks like an arcade cabinet that does not have the stand. There we go. That you sit down at because I know yeah. round one has these. This that's exactly the layout where it's the fighters. Yeah, except this is tiny, tiny, little tiny. <laughs> like like ants could play it. That would be awesome. Okay. That, that would be awesome. But I just like that SNK is coming out with it. Everyone's jumping yeah. on this mini thing. SNK has some of the best old school games, which I know the, they're coming out on the Switch as well. But I think this yeah, would be fun to have. Yeah, a bunch of Neo Geo games. I love, the, I love the design of this miniature thing. Yeah, so it's pretty cute. It is awesome. Check that out. It's going to yeah. be cool. Okay, so, so we talked a little while ago about how the Switch is being bricked because of third-party chargers. Yes. And so Nintendo has finally decided, oh, maybe we should come out with a first-party tabletop charger. So that way people can play it in undocked mode. Yes. On a tabletop. They can tilt it a little bit. And because the charger is on the bottom. Yeah. So this has been a problem. This is a huge problem. And uh, it's it's actually really cool that you can... It is just a charger. Like you said, you just drop it in on this little charger. It's a little yeah. brick. And it leans... That way you can play it tabletop mode. Exactly. I, I agree reading this article that be, it's 20 bucks. I would yeah. love if this, they actually just put an HDMI out on it. If it had an HDMI out, that would actually really make this really cool. That way you could use this one instead of the big, the big dock, the big dock, which yeah. doesn't have the, a proper enough heat, uh, coolant, like air flowing through it. Okay. Because how this drops in, it would give enough uh, space for the fans to actually breathe. Got it. So I, I would actually love if they like come out in the next couple months. There's the there's this one that's just a charger, but in the next couple months they yeah. put an HDMI out on it. You can charge fifty bucks for cool. that bad boy. I'll buy it. Also, I wish that they had. I'm not sure if it comes with a power supply or not. Yeah, I'm not okay with that because then it's twenty bucks plus. I think the power supply is thirty. Yeah, just I, the cord. Just the cord alone, so that. So, so you're, you're I'm just like, me 50 can you bucks. please put this in there? Yeah, I agree. I think that would be kind of nice that if we knew 100% that it came with a charge cord. Yeah. I'm kind of leaning on how Nintendo does their thing that it probably doesn't. I haven't Especially for seen anything. Yeah. I haven't seen anything saying, oh, well, you get the charge cord too. And especially since they decided to take the charge cord out of the new th- 3DS XL, which is one of the dumbest things I've heard. Yes. I'm just like, why would you buy a console, but it doesn't come with Something the power like supply? Power supply. I, I agree. It's ridiculous. That's, that's dumb. So Nintendo also announced that they're going to shock the world with a Splatoon <laughs> secret project days before E3. Yeah, so they're going to announce this before E3 starts. Which is about a month away. Yeah. about uh, yeah. Just, just about a month away. Under a month away now. Actually, now that yeah, I think about roughly. it. Yeah, roughly. And we're... We're trying to figure out what this is. Yeah. And I know I want to say there's supposed to be like a Splatoon tournament. At, at E3. E3. Yes. So my my initial thought goes, this is what it's everyone's tra- quote unquote training to do this tournament where it's normal Splatoon. I kind of am now jumping on this with the article from Nintendo Life that it might actually be a battle royale 
Splatoon. I think that would be really interesting if N- Nintendo was just like, you know what? Sure, let's go ahead and do Battle let, Royale. Let's jump on Battle Royale and let's have them do that during E3. Yeah. And almost test it. Like, how many people will actually like this and then push it out to everyone else? Or just, yeah. here you go. Here's Battle Royale Splatoon style. We're taking away. I mean, the, my only concern with that is how how is it going to work when you have to ink everything? That That's the goal of the game. Not actually kill the other team but ink the world yeah because you have to have such a big map and yeah I would hope- like with battle royale like if you're suddenly inking everything then you're giving away your location yes so i don't know that would be interesting to see how they work that out also how big the map needs to be oh, i seriously? mean how or if do we as we know it battle royale instinctively goes 100 there's 100 players in this yeah. group, and i'm like that's a giant server and Nintendo... It's also a lot of players. It's a lot of players, and we'll start talking and about Nintendo's online service here in just a moment. Yeah. So I'm like, it's got to be maybe 20. I, I would mm-hmm. say the server 20 versus 20 people, Battle Royale, I think would be perfectly fine. That way you can kind of... I would even sh- say 40 to 50. Well, I'm I'm looking at the server to handle that many people and the map size. That That's kind of where I'm looking at. Maybe 20 might be your sweet spot until you build the servers and kind of get it a little possibly bigger and better for yeah. that one. I also think they're going to announce when uh, Marina and Pearl Amiibos will come out. I hope so. I, I love them. I really so hope much. so. Cause Marina is so cute. She is like super, Pearl super is pretty cute too, but Marina is just like Marina's my bae. She's so cute. She's so cute. I love oh my her. God. So <laughs> let's talk about Nintendo's announcement on what their, online service is going to be yeah nintendo switch online so they announced that it's a real thing yes and that it's coming in september we're going to be paying 20 bucks a month for the year Year. 20 bucks a year 20 bucks a year that's right i'm not even going to talk about the month one because there's no point ridiculous not to pay for the year (laughs) my only reason of maybe you should just pay for the month is so that you can just try it yeah it's but i don't if all that you want is a month I don't think that you should sign up for it at the beginning. Yeah. I think that you should wait until some bugs are worked through. Exactly. So I I, I like the price point. The point the price point the is price fine. point is great. I love that there's a family plan that you can put people on. Like it's still unclear if the family plan is just for the one switch. Like John has multiple accounts on his switch. I have a couple accounts on mine, so that way we can get the other e stores. Um or is it like or is it we can con- we can con- we can have one family account and John's switch and my switch are on it and we get a couple of our friends who also have the switch and we just like split the cost. Yeah, split the cost because it, it's thirty thirty five dollars a year for the family plan. Yeah, for up to eight accounts total. Absolutely amazing. That that is a great freaking deal. Yeah, but there's still so many things like up in the air on like you said the the big one is is it multiple can we put multiple switches. On it. And if we can put multiple switches, can every single one of those switches download the games that come with it? Yeah. So, like, where where does the where's what are the, the line? lines? Yeah, and where where do we go? Oh, Nintendo, did you have to do that? Really, yeah. Nintendo? And I, I know a lot of people are absolutely bitching about one of the big things that oh, is not in with this. It's not coming service. to the Switch. It's not coming to the Switch, and that's Virtual Console. Now, let me. I'm going to play both sides of the coin mm-hmm. on this one. Let's go with, yes, that does absolutely suck. It does. It sucks. Because, because everybody knows what Virtual Console is, and they've been begging it for it since the Switch was announced, back when it was the NX. When in the NX, do we get the Virtual Console? Do we get all the original games? Do we get to buy Mario? Do we get or, to buy them again? Or actually, because uh, on the Wii, from the Wii to the Wii U, you just transferred your Virtual yeah. Console. So are we going to get to, where are we going to get to transfer Wii U to switch and just bring our virtual console over. Yeah. Well, the answer to that is absolutely not. Yeah. Because there is no such thing as the virtual console under that banner. Let me preface yeah. that too, because Nintendo said, Nintendo said we are not bringing back the virtual console banner. Yeah. So does that mean we're going to get a virtual console style thing called something else? Like the classic, I don't, yeah, classics. Yeah. The NES classics, the SNES classics. Like how how is that going to work? Yeah, because I do agree we should get the games. I but it's a very weird gray how do you do it as a business? 
Yeah. Because if these, if this, let's just say $20 a year, we're going to get 20 NES games. 10 have been announced. They're going to announce the other 10. Probably, probably E3. Probably E3. And while I think that's cool because we do get original Mario, Mario 3, Zelda, we get some good games. Yeah. There's other games I'm like, really? Ice Climbers? That That's that's one. I mean, why not? Why not? Balloon, fry, balloon, balloon Fight. Balloon Fight. That would be cool. I mean. Uh, Dr. Mario. Which that one's fun. We've already got like Puyo Puyo, Puyo Tetris. Yeah. So it's kind of so. one of those. All right. I get why you're giving that to me. But really. And like all of their classic games, they're working on putting in some kind of online element of some type. Um, like a weird pass the controller type, possibly. Or, I know that's the or one a that's multiplayer. Yeah. Like balloon fight multiplayer. I'm down with because it's just joust. Yeah. But pass the controller yeah. online. I'm a little I, I want to see how it works. Yeah, I'm interested to see how these different modes work. Yeah, because, I, I mean, that's pretty much what Mario, when you play two-player original Mario, that's Super Mario Bros., that's all what that it was. was. So I'd play until I died, and then you'd get player two, you'd be Luigi, and you'd go until you died, yeah. and then back and forth. Okay, I guess. I mean, I don't, I, I don't hate know. it. I, I don't hate that idea, but I'm not it. in love with it until I see what it's all about. Yeah, and the other big question with these classic games is... Do we get to keep them? Yeah. How how Netflix is this service going to be? It's pretty yeah. much my question. I mean, do we download it? Do we stream it? Do we get to keep these games forever? Are they switching them out every month or every few months? Yeah. Like, there's a lot of questions still, and I don't know how many answers we're going to get be- before before September. Yeah. So I'm with you. I, I'm down. I, I, as much as I think... They may have messed up just a smidgen on not just releasing, not virtual console, but their updated 2.0 virtual console, whatever in the world they're yeah. going to call it. Because people, as much as people would be upset going, oh, I can't bring my virtual console from the Wii U, I'll buy your games again, Mar- uh, Nintendo. Yeah. I mean, it's just plain or- and simple. You give me Mario, Metroid, Super Metroid, Castlevania, all this stuff, I'll buy them again between like 15 bucks for, let's say, N64 Ocarina of Time to seven dollars for the original mario people will buy that yeah so you're making a lot of money back but, but on the flip side like castlevania was not made by nintendo no it wasn't and a lot of the classic games we've already seen on the eShop because those developers are just like you know what there's a lot of call for these classic games let's go ahead and release them yeah we, we've made we know how to ma- get a little piece of that pie now yeah we weren't we didn't quite understand it but now we do because we'll I, the Sega collection is now being announced exactly. for the Switch probably at E3 we've got all these collections that are coming out which are fine I, I'll pay yeah 30 40 bucks for like 15 20 games yeah absolutely that's fine. But how is Nintendo's going to work? I'm with you on the I'm nervous that these 20 games that get announced in September or when they announce them, when we get to download them in September, is it streaming? Do I is it like Xbox or PlayStation where, oh, yeah, I just go ahead and put that in. I quote unquote own that game and I can download it whenever I want to and you can never take it away from me. So long as I am subscribed to the service, as long as I'm subscribed, you can't take it away from me. That's where it should be. I don't mind. That's what I'm going, hoping for. I don't mind them going. All right, guys, come December, we're going to switch out ten of the games. You've got until December to f- go ahead and download them. They are going to be yours. But in December, we're going to flip it out with ten new games, and we're going to introduce SNES games. I think they did miss the mark where they should have released Nintendo and Super Nintendo games. Yeah, I think those. Two I'm with you on that. Should have been like, all right, here's the games that are coming out with the. Uh, I, I can't call it virtual call it switch online. Yeah. And this is what you're going to get. I think we could get GBA and a regular Game Boy games. Yeah. Game I, Boy, I Game Boy that. Color, Game Boy Advance. I think that those would all run pretty well. Yeah. Uh, the other way that I could really see this working and it would get Nintendo so much money is if it's okay, you get these 10, these 20 games in September and you can play them for free. As much as you want. As long as you got that subscription. In December, we're going to switch to these other games. and Or, sorry, September, October. In October, we're going to uh, switch to these other 20 games. Okay. If you still want um, Mario Brothers, then you can buy that game. At a discount For like price. $5. I, you know what? 
I could see something like that. I that way that. I can try out some games that I would never try otherwise. Yeah. And if you like and it. And if I like it, then I can buy it at the end of the month. Yeah. That's actually not. That, and that plus, is a that very would, business way to look at and it. And that would get Nintendo so much money because then people are just like, oh, sure, I'll pay $20 for a year to try out all these games. All these games that I I, I would never look at. Yeah. But if you're going to give it to me, I'll play it. And then, oh, I really, God help me, I really do like Ice Climbers. Oh, but you're going to take it away from me? Well, here's five bucks. Yeah. To keep it. I I would be... God, that is actually really good business. That would be a good way to do it, and then and then people could look at what games are coming. Okay, well, I want this month, so yeah. let me pay the five dollars for the month. Yes, and then that way I can get the discount on these like tw- ten games that I want. Yeah, and that's all that I have to do because then I own the game, whether I'm subscribed to the service or not. That's a very games as a service style too. Yeah, that's actually really freaking genius. I, I mean, it, it's a little, a little too corporate, yeah, for my liking when it comes to Nintendo. Yeah, I get but that. But Nintendo do what Nintendo do. No one else is like legitimately doing it that way. Where <laughs> oh, here's your free games, quote unquote, for the year or for the month. Yeah, and if you want them, you get to keep them, but you have to pay just a little bit more. Yeah, and I see that like Nintendo games, original Nintendo games, five bucks. So Super Mario yeah. Brothers, five dollars. When they announce uh, Super Nintendo games. Super Maybe. Metroid 7. 7 or yeah. 8 bucks. I mean, I think that I bought... Um, oh, what was it? Uh, Earthbound? Earthbound. Earthbound on the virtual console for the 3DS was like $10. Yeah. And like if you had some My Nintendo points, you could knock it down to like 7 or 8 Exactly. And I, So something, something like that. Something like that I think would actually work really well. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the backlash will be huge. Absolutely. But... On the flip side, they are that Nintendo's giving you what you want. I mean, you pay $20, you get their online service, which up to this point has been free. I mean, you have to pay for it on PlayStation and on Xbox. So if you want to play online, okay, there's a small fee per yeah. year. Life's rough. Um, you finally get cloud saves. That's that's the big one. Yeah. I, I'm I a little like upset that. about that one, too. Yeah, that, that's I've, the one I'm like... I. Really I'd, looking into it, I'm yeah. like, I understand why people are a little more pissed off about that now. Yeah, I really don't care. I'm just like, it's twenty dollars for a year. Like, even if we have to get two subscriptions for our separate, yeah, of six hundred and twenty, two hundred and forty. If you really oh, think about geez. it, because we have both of us have our own, yeah. Account, so it's it's closer to two hundred forty dollars. Yeah, a year. so we're spending like three hundred dollars a year on online subscriptions, which, wow, eh, yeah, that's, yeah. That's we lot. spend a lot of money we on spend, games. We do. Um. But yeah, just things like that. And then, you know, another plus the $20 a year gets me these games for free every month. Yeah. And I can try out the games that I want. Yeah. And if I don't want to buy your game, I'm not going to buy it. I, yeah. I, baby, that is actually. I would one, love that. I, I'm i actually behind that one. I you, t- I you told me that one a couple days ago. Yeah, we were idea. watching a podcast. And I was like, I don't like that. But the more like I let it stew in my head. I'm like, that's. That covers everything that everyone's pissed off about with Nintendo. And I mean, just that way, whether you have and also that way, like for that month, because you're subscribed, you get to play that game for a month before everybody else, because then it'll come out on the eShop at the end of the month. Uh And if you don't have the Nintendo online service, then the game is, you know, for NES games, it's like seven, eight dollars. See, okay, that's where I will fight you i i like your original don't release it on the eShop. oh okay don't because that then no one will actually subscribe True. to online True. if you're gonna do that i'd say you're gonna get these games for a month or two and then they're gonna go away and rotate out yeah. but if you want to keep them and play them forever okay you get a a, a small fee to buy for e- each game each individual game or maybe some of the games are packaged together like three of the lesser known games yeah for like for 10 like seven dollars something like that that's actually that's Almost too evil, but very <laughs> corporate and very. Uh, I, I mean, don't. Just, I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate it at all. I mean, it's the same thing that happens on Xbox Live and PlayStation exactly. Plus. Oh, you have a PlayStation Plus membership. Well, here you go. You can get like fifteen percent knocked off for this game. This is only for games with gold, and or these are the ones that are on sale. That makes yeah. a lot of sense for because it, it works for it works for both PlayStation and Xbox. Yeah, that they have those. It works, and Nintendo has to know that. We're not the best when it comes to being 
online. Let, let's be honest. They're not. So what can we do that we know works? That works. Yeah. Let's do it. Let, let's do it that way. Just so many people would buy those games and they would be hounding Nintendo. Hey, when is this game coming out? When is this when, game when, yeah. coming out? And plus that way Nintendo could actually get these partnerships back with like, who puts out Castlevania? Capcom. I was going to say, I couldn't remember I if it was Capcom. Say it's, it's Capcom. Like, go ahead and get that relationship back with Capcom. That way they're both getting some money from all of the Castlevanias that are downloaded yeah. and paid for at the end of the month. The one that I'd be interested interested to see if they do, which I know they won't. What? Square Enix. Oh, that would Final be Fantasy. amazing. But I think, I think Square Enix. I would Enix, love that so much. I think Square Enix is too smart and they'll just release yeah. them a Final Fantasy collection or Final Fa- like do what Capcom did with Mega Man where you got the Final oh, Fantasy collection so of much. one, two, and three, four, five, six. Because we well, you know yeah. it, it can run, uh, the Switch can run seven, eight, and nine. Right? Those, yeah, those are all on the PS. The, the PlayStation uh, 1. Seven through nine were on the PlayStation 1. 10 through 12 were on the PS2, which can still be run still on the Switch. On that one. And then 13 was on the PS3, so we're still good. Yeah. Uh, 14. 14's online. 14 is an online game. Well, so is uh, 11. Okay. But yeah, I, I, no, like, I think it's 12. But but you know what I'm saying? Still, like, I don't, I, as yeah. much as cool as that would be, I see Capcom, or not Capcom, I'm sorry, Square, Square Enix. Enix just going, here you go. Here's the games. Pay us money. Yeah, I, I I see them actually. I would love to get the original Final Fantasies on my Switch. Yeah, like, I, I would play them. Like right now, it's so hard for me to play Final Fantasy VII because I have to go to a specific place. Yep. I have to play it on an old TV. Which we're working on making that. Better. I know. But yeah, I, I think you have an idea, a really, really good business idea yeah. on that one. It makes too much sense not to do it because then, I mean, you can kind of use it in the sense of like what the money is going to be used toward. Because let's be honest, that app, awful. Yes. I, I will. I'd I'm rather just everyone. Discord. I would rather just Discord as well. And that's probably what we're going to do. Yes. But if you can like take the money that you're getting from the online subscription and really work on building out your online services with the servers with the app and all yeah. that stuff i think this is worth it i i'm i'm hopefully op- i'm optimistic you're hopefully optimistic hopefully optimistic about this working out for us yeah in the long run i mean i hope that it comes out pretty well yes because I, I, we need it to i expect bumps though that's the yeah thing. nintendo's doing something new to them which it's 2018 they should be online i got you know what i understand i'm with you on that one i'm with you but But it's nintendo it's nintendo and nintendo do what nintendo do yeah and they haven't well the wii u was a failure but there's still some good games on that one yeah so it's one of those and they're all getting ported to the switch now is a really really (laughs) genius idea on nintendo's part it really is i think that's funny i can't be too upset about it no i can't either yeah do you have anything else for this podcast no that's it all right well you know what find us on the interwebs and social media we're on facebook Twitter, twitter instagram and we are at the geek level with all those yes yeah i know we're a little weird this is a Couch of Randomness podcast. Well, it's Couch of Randomness powered by the Geek Level. Powered by the Geek Level. We're on YouTube. We put this on YouTube as well, the podcast at the Geek Level. Uh, let's the see. podcast is also on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Stitcher. So wherever you're listening to us, give us a like, give us a review. Help us out with that. Yeah. And tell us what you want to hear us talk about with Yeah. The give us ideas. Stuff. And I guess past that, don't forget. Always level up. Bye. Bye.